Welcome to the Soar Community Network Podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. I am your host, Molly Ponfidip, and today we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Janelle Romero. Janelle is an award-winning director and producer of film, television, and other media, being the only American Indian director, producer, and writer to make the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences documentary branch determined primarily short primary shortlist in 2000 for her award-winning film, American Holocaust. When it's all over, I'll still be Indian. To date, this is the only documentary that addresses the American Indian and the Jewish Holocaust. That's a mouthful. I'm glad I got through that, but wow, what a powerful statement. Um, In June 2016, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science invited Janelle to be a lifetime member of Class 2016. Um, Janelle, that same month, was invited to Washington, D.C. by President Obama, First Lady Michelle Obama, Vice President Joe Biden, and Oprah Winfrey to share her vision and initiatives of her Native women in film, inclusions in bringing national attention to the multicultural diversity issues we face as a nation. Janelle has worked in directing and producing original content for online streaming television and commercial advertising through her company, Red Nation Television Network. We're going to learn a lot more about that network. Uh, Janelle, being the first American Indian to receive the Humanitarian Award and the Armin T. Wagner Humanitarian Award given to projects that have the vision to see the truth and the courage to speak it. Janelle's expertise and passion in producing and directing media content centers around her love of storytelling and humanity. Her commitment in the film industry has been consist, has consisted in having established a career of 40 plus years and still going strong. I'm so, so delighted to have you. And I want to say I'm honored because in 2007, Janelle was inducted into the National National Women's Hall of Fame. And she's with me. She's with us, the Story Community Network today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Well, it's really an honor. I love love what you're doing. I love that it's uh, staying on the high road and being positive and being inspirational to not only all women, but the men who support us. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Well, I know that you're uh, in town this week in Washington, D.C., and we're delighted to really support and help get the word out about this big, big initiative. I'd love for you to kind of talk to us about the Red Nation Film Festival. Um, how did it all begin? Because I know it began many, many years ago. And why now? Why Washington, D.C. now? Okay. Well, Red Nation Film Festival um, launched uh, in uh, Los Angeles 14 years ago. This November in Los Angeles will be our 14th year. And it's the first American Indian Film Festival ever to be in the film industry, you know, in Los Angeles. 
And it's 11 days of uh, films. Um, as an example, last November, we screened 44 films, all native content. Incredible. 30 red carpets. <laughs> wow, my gosh. And then we conclude with our award show, which we broadcast um, live on our television network, uh, Red Nation Television Network, um, which has 10 million viewers in 37 countries. And um, we had launched that in 2006 before Netflix went online streaming or Hulu or any of the networks with their online streaming of content. Um, so it was free for the first 10 years and now it's sub subscribing for $2.99 a month. So it's less than a cup of coffee. So <laughs> And it's all gorgeous, gorgeous, talented Native filmmakers uh, from all over uh, Indian country. Um, and so when, uh, when President Obama invited me out for the, um, and Michelle Obama invited me out for the um, United State of Women Summit, uh, I brought our initiative, Native Women in Film, because it's been 24 years since the networks like NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox has hired me as an actress. Before then, I was the highest paid Native actress on episodic television. And, um, and then um, it's been 14 years since you've seen, since America has seen a native actress on primetime television in an episodic uh, series like drama or comedy or anything uh, on, on these major networks. So when I came here last June, I really realized that, you know, we need to have a native, an authentic native film festival in DC where we can make a significant difference in changing um, policy and working with the FCC and working with, uh, with hopefully the networks to uh, change this dynamic. Um, because I feel that, you know, and a lot of our board members and, and everyone that we work with, we, you know, American Indian is not a minority. We are the First Nations. And so we're not in a minority group, even though they want to put us in that box. We are not. And with that said, you know, we have incredible talent within our community uh, and, and industry in front of and behind. And so realizing that there has never been really an authentic voice here in D.C. in regards to Native cinema, it was time to start that ball rolling and, and figure out how uh, to do this. And so <clears throat> we officially made the announcement about two months ago that we were gonna bring uh, the festival on the road, uh, Red Nation Film Festival on the road uh, to DC. And now we're here and it's been, we've been so welcomed here. It's been overwhelmingly generous of, of, of everyone that we, we have partnered with and uh, the landmark East Street Cinema has been gorgeous in their um, offering the, the, to be the host venue and also, um, our National Indian Gaming Association has is hosting um, four screenings on Wednesday. So it's just it's been an amazing, and the community here um, 
really is is excited about this because now they're going to have a hands-on festival that they can really uh, own and create because it's their festival. It's their voice. Um, we're not a corporation. We're not under, you know, we're not being run by someone else other than our true authentic voice of, of our people. Um, and so it's, it's, uh, it's an exciting, it's, and our audience is all of you, all of you that are listening, all the listeners, we, we, that's open to the public and it's cultural bridging and it's in, and come learn from us, come experience who we are as contemporary human beings, uh, because the industry continues to like to, uh, glorify and romanticize about us in the 1800s and that doesn't help us in any way even those those stories may need to be told um, and produced but it still doesn't help our youth today in rec recognizing themselves uh, as you know being here so they really we need to really start focusing on the contemporary stories so can you share a little bit, uh, just give a sneak preview of the types of stories that will be told and get everybody excited to show up and support and, and more than support, learn, because I think knowledge is really um, the biggest support that one can lend to others is learning about somebody else's culture, diversity, all the intricacies of a culture. So please share with us some cool um, concepts in these films that are going to be right here um, screening in D.C. Well, we have um, <clears throat> Wednesday. I'm going to go. Yeah, okay. So I'll start with Wednesday. Wednesday, um, it's it's going to be at the National Indian Gaming Association uh, building here in DC. Uh, in their, their, they have a really big conference room, and there's three monitors, big screen monitors, where the films will be uh, screening. Um, we um, have a new film that is premiering. No. It hasn't been seen before. And um, I'm gonna get the name for you, um, get the right name, because I have my own names for them. <laughs> 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 and I wanna have the, the, um, the appropriate name for you. So um, the, the films that we're gonna be focusing on in DC moving, you know, this weekend moving into the future is all going to be really focusing on environmental and, and social justice films uh, that support indigenous peoples. And that for DC, I think that is a, a really good thing, especially with what we're dealing with, with the climate change and climate change is very real. And we have a lot of uh, beautiful allies uh, with us on this. So um, one of the films, I'm gonna be screening my film, American Holocaust, when it's all over, I'll still be Indian because that has not been screened here in DC. And it, so we're gonna screen that. And that is a 30 minute short on um, the, uh, the, um, the similarities of our American Holocaust, our Indian Holocaust and our Jewish Holocaust and how Hitler learned you know, by watching what the government did to our people, that's, you know, was his blueprint for what he did to our Jewish people. So it's really informative. A lot of people don't know that or realize that. But as a responsible filmmaker, I had to dig up the truth and I went to the Wiesenthal Center and, and it's, it is in his diary, so it is factual. Um, 
We're also screening an award-winning film called Paya, The Water Story of the Paiute. And it's really the first <clears throat> uh, documentary on you know, the water sources in Los Angeles and where the water comes from. Um, it comes from our Paiute nation and it streams down to Los Angeles. And there's, you know, there's been many, a couple of feature films made on this, but this documentary is very, very powerful and informative. It's been screening all over. And it won at our festival in 2015. Um, then there's gonna be a premiere of I Stand, The Guardians of the Water. And this is um, a, a, a filmmaker, uh, Kyle Harris, and he went up to Standing Rock and made this gorgeous film. And his point of view is really wonderful. And I am really excited about his talent as a, as a native director. And um, we, we all feel that, you know, uh, in support of him, this is a good place to uh, premiere his new film. And it'll also screen in November in LA at our festival. And then we have, a, and that's a feature film. Okay. And then we have another short called Standing Rock, A New Nation. And it's a five minute short um, by a native woman. And she's, she has so many talents. She's a filmmaker. She's a, you know, an artist. She's a singer. She's amazing. And it's called Standing Rock, A New Nation. And she also went up to Standing Rock, but she has a different point of view. Um, and it's, it's, it's very powerful. Um, and then we're also screening a music video um, as well um, called uh, Letter, Letters from God. And um, uh, the director is um, Jose, um, Jose R R Rivas. And it's a love letters to God is a music video. Sounds fascinating. Yeah. And it's all, it's, it's this one artist, um, this one singer and he, and it's all footage from standing rock. It's really powerful. Mm. Um, so there's, you know, it's like the voices of standing rock and beyond is what this festival in DC is really about. Right. Um, and then on, and that's all those films are going to be screened on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we're going to be at the East Street Cinema, landmark East Street Cinema. And we will be screening End of the Line, The Women of Standing Rock, which is a short and it's a film that's still in production. Um, however, Last November, we screened it because we have this one part of the festival that is um, called Native Film Market. And it's where Native filmmakers can come in and pitch their film to distribution companies, production companies, general uh, public, you know, people that may want to be investors in, in, in making, you know, finishing their help, help them finish their film. And so, and there's also an award for that. It's called The Pitch is Back. And so this film won last year. 
That's fantastic. Well, I would be remiss if I did not thank Shannon Crane for uh, really introducing us, you know, and she's an incredibly talented and gifted producer. She's producing this. And I just uh, want, if she's listening, thank you for connecting us because it really is important that we share each other and help get the word out about what's going on around actually our world. But right here in Washington, D.C., where a lot of the policies are being made. Um, We need to basically show up and support and get the message out. Right. Well, she she directed and produced the end of the line along with Pearl Means, and um, so it's 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 really a powerful film. It's it's really moving, and I just feel um, you know at this critical time in history, um, you know people have sought to gain a greater understanding of the struggle at, uh, at Standing Rock. And the peaceful protests that are taking place in North Dakota symbolize an important modern movement of justice for all of humanity. So people are gonna be looking to our artists, our storytellers, our directors, our musicians, you know, Native women to give us a hope, guidance and, and entertainment moving forward. Because it's the next four years are gonna be very serious in regards to the arts and our voice in it and for all, for all artists. And, and, and we're definitely, you know, focused on our native artists, storytellers. So it's like, you know, we natives are in charge of their narrative is our, our hashtag is our, um, you know, driving force that we're now really because standing rock woke the world on such a global scale um, on so many levels, on so many levels, and being one, how powerful prayer is and how powerful a peaceful, peaceful movement is and can be, um, uh, and still, you know, and moving forward, that, um, you know, we will be looking to our artists, storytellers, directors, musicians, and Native women to, to, to give us hope and guidance and entertainment. So Thursday night, we have a thing called a Red Nation Conversation Series. And we're gonna be screening End of the Line, uh, the Women of Standing Rock, but we're also having this panel. And it's gonna be moderated by Lawrence O'Donnell from NSNBC, The Last Word. Um, the keynote speaker is Ernie Stevens Jr. From the, he's the chairman of the National Spokesperson for, for the National Indian Gaming Association. And our speakers are Phyllis Young, and she has been instrumental in developing the original document that became the Declaration of Rights for Indigenous Peoples. And um, I'll be on the panel as well. And and Tara Huska will be on the panel. She is the National Director for Honor the Earth. And Shannon Kling will be on the panel as well. And she's the director of End of the Line, the Women of Standing Rock. And we have some special guests and performances that I will most likely announce tomorrow. <laughs> I can't say now because I have to get it in writing, but it's, 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 it's really gorgeous. And we're gonna be recording it, we'll be filming it. So it'll end up on our television network at some point. That's great. And how can people um, find the television network so that they can already get access to it and know where to go and prepare to see this if they can't be here in Washington, D.C.? 
It's rednationtv.com. Great. Let me ask you this. What do you believe the role of media um, is or how does media play a role in telling the Native stories? We touched upon that a bit with artists and, you know, we're going to lean toward those storytellers. But what about media? What is your opinion? (sighs) I know. I know. Huge question. But there's been a media blackout. And in regards to our people, I mean, you know, we're not, our image, our essence, our voice, our visual, our story is not on any network. There might be one here. And for an example, there was Dances with Wolves. And then 23 years later, there's The Revenant. Mm -hmm. 23 years later. Still in the 1800s, both pieces in the 1800s, not putting us contemporary in here today. So mm-hmm. we're just relics of the past. You know, we don't exist. That same old story just keeps perpetuating it. in media. It's like, you know, let's talk about us today. You know, let's, let's you know, hire our directors, our writers, our crew uh, in front of and back of the, of the camera. And media has a huge role in this because they want the, the, the historic romanticizing, you know, native man on his horse with his, you know, breastplate and the whole thing. And it's like, come on, you know, we're in 2017 already. Our kids are, are suffering. They don't see themselves. They're committing suicides on the reservations. This is an epidemic. You know, our, our women are missing and murdered because, you know, we're not seen anywhere. So who cares about them? We'll, we'll just rape them and murder them. Who cares? They're not anywhere in the media. They're not seen anywhere. Stories aren't being written about them. You know, every once in a while they'll, they'll hand us a, you know, a little things. Okay, well, we'll do this little series as a pilot and may go to series, probably not, but we'll pacify the Indians right now and just give them this so they can, we can keep them shut up for a little while. And enough is enough. Enough is enough. There's way too much talent in our community. And I just, you know, it just really gets to me. I've been in the industry for 40 years and it's, you know, not once in the Academy has there been a Native American presenter um, other than when um, uh, Brando uh, sent in Sashin. And, 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 and that was timely at that time, but you know, there's so much more. There's so much more. And you know, the, the industry has 500 years to catch up to us for where we are with the stories, with our storytelling. Red Nation Celebration Institute is our nonprofit organization. We're 22 years old. We're the longest standing Native arts and cultural nonprofit organ in Los Angeles. Under that banner, we have uh, created groundbreaking initiatives, groundbreaking uh, programs um, like Red Nation Film Festival, now Red Nation Film Festival on the road tour, Native Women in Film Festival, um, Native Youth Matter, if I could see it, I could be it, our Red Nation Television Network. We also um, uh, officially launched um, and, and was officially recognized by the state of California and the city of Los Angeles in founding the American Indian Heritage Month in the city of Los Angeles. 
in 2006. So we've done like a lot of work, incredible work. And so the industry has been coming to us for years to um, help them in uh, guiding them um, with, with who to go to, you know, and so forth. And, you know, we, 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 we're not in the, we're not in this to do workshops for our people. Workshops don't work for us because when the industry does workshops for Latino, Asian, African-American, those people get hired on episodic television, they get hired behind the camera. When it comes to our people, they don't hire us. They pacify us with these workshops. And they say, oh, here's $1,500 and you get our logo on your website to do a workshop. You know, the native workshop. Well, no, it doesn't work. It It has not worked, it doesn't work, and it will not work because they, have no intention of hiring us because if they did, we, we would be all over, our faces would be all over uh, the networks. You know, we would have writers helping write these, these television shows. Um, I was once told by, by a network executive that not in your life on the UC American Museum on episode. And this was one of the heads of diversity. So like, where do I go with that? Why are you encouraging me then to continue on with what I'm doing? If you know in the background in, in, in your executive meetings that, you know, you're not going to do anything with us anyway. So that's why we're in DC. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we're here. And that's why we're here with our festival because we have gathered the support. We, we have, have the legacy of all the groundbreaking work that we've already established against all odds. And we're here to go into Congress to, to create policy change for our pe- for our native uh, storytellers. Now, was there a reason why this week was significant? Was that planned out to be here this week with it's all the very, activities? Well, it's very interesting how everything plays out, you know, um, I, we were partnered with another festival for this week. And then they pulled out for whatever reason, uh, you know? And so we said, well, we're not, we're gonna keep, we're gonna move forward anyway. We'll just do our own film festival. And I think that's what in the end was, was supposed to happen anyway. So it just made us as an organization move forward quicker than probably we would have. We might've waited till next year to do the festival, you know? Right. Uh, but this propelled us to make it more of an urgency and, um, uh, you know, to be here now, you know? And I think with this, with this new president, uh, it's, it's critical that our voice be heard now and into the future in a big way. Um, 
Now, Janelle, tell, tell me a little bit about um, the Native women in film. What message do you have to share about that? Uh, you know, what are some anecdotes that are very inspiring? What are some of the challenges? I mean, I know there's so much that we can tap into uh, in this one podcast, but time is limited. But I definitely want to make sure we talk about this because it's such a significant um, piece of what's happening in our world with, I really feel like this feminine uprising is so critical. So can you talk a little bit about that, you know, Native women in film and what that means to you personally? Okay, so... Native women in film and television has always been a part of Red Nation Film Festival. Um, we always screen Native women films at Red Nation Film Festival, and we have a spotlight on that. But four years ago, it really wanted to be its own film festival and a standalone film festival on its own. So four years ago, we said, well, why don't we do an Oscar event, pre-Oscar screening event? And so four years ago, we launched it, uh, you know, it, 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 we do it like two to three days before the Oscars every, the last four years. This last February, we, we had it at the Lemney Theater in Santa Monica to sold out audience all day. All day. We had just one day of screenings and then a panel uh, with Native women in the evening, and it was sold out the entire time. It was it was so successful, and that <clears throat> showed us that the need is there, the want is there, and and people are people other than our people are very very interested to hear our voice and hear our stories and see us, um, and so I feel that another thing to be in DC and, and bring this forward, like when I came out here in June was that, um, you know, the, the missing and murdered women, um, our native missing and murdered women is such um, an issue for us. And, and for me personally, as a survivor um, of rape, of sexual assault myself, I, could come from my experience, strength and hope that um, this, this is such a huge thing and it relates to media and it relates to our storytelling. And um, if we're not seen or heard, then people out there, when they see us, you know, everyday life, they don't care. Who cares about the native woman will just rape her and murder her? No one cares anyway. No one's going to care. Who cares? So it, I am putting this, someone once told me in an executive meeting, you can't put this on the industry and you can't put this on media. I am, I am definitely putting it on the media and I am definitely putting it on the industry because you're not hiring us. You're not taking us seriously and you're not hiring us. And it's, and, and, and our kids, and it's, it's totally related to our kids not seeing their mother on screen. Their mother is a doctor on screen. Their mother is a judge on screen. Their mother is a mother on screen. We're, we're not human. We're not human. So who cares? And so we, we really have, this huge rock that we're moving up this huge mountain, all of us together and media has got to be tapped. Media has got to be put on notice, you know, 
that we're, we matter and we're here, we're here in DC and we're gonna make that change and we're gonna be heard and we're not afraid and we're very deliberate. Thank you for your passion. We are delighted that you're here. I will definitely see you on Thursday. Hey. I will be there. I will be yeah. there with so much support and love and blessings. Um, it's it's a powerful place to be when you have someone like you come on our podcast and be able to be that catalyst for storytelling and for real stories. You know, real authentic truth and if anyone can see your face the way that I can see you on this call <laughs> through the computer, um, they would know that this is really important to you and the tears that you've been holding back this whole time says a lot about your passion for this and why you're here in Washington DC so I would love for you to again please let my audience know where they can purchase tickets how they where they can go um, to learn more about you and your amazing work and your network and support you and send people your way okay I, I want to say first thank you and it's an honor to be uh, on your show and to to um, be present for your audience and to encourage everyone that are artists and visionaries is to dream big and no matter what, keep doing it. And don't let anyone take away your dream. Just keep going no matter what. And, um, and when there's a will, there's a way. And never take no as, as an answer that, you know, I... There's no such word as known. There's no such word as can't in my uh, spirit. Um, you, it, it's not just about me. There's so many, so many people that work with Red Nation that make this big, huge vision possible. So all those people that support, that volunteer, that are staff, that are our, our sponsors, that are um, collaborators, um, I, we are forever grateful that you have the integrity and the vision to support the work that we're doing. Um, and then uh, how your viewers can, can visit us, can, can come and meet us and celebrate all these gorgeous filmmakers and see their work um, and hear these, these women from Standing Rock. Uh, these gorgeous, gorgeous women from Standing Rock. They can visit our website. It's rednationff.com. Rednationff.com. And the hashtag for the DC event is DCRNFF. That's great. Janelle, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I send you all my blessings and love for an amazing uh, experience that will bring you back to DC every, every year. Yes. Um, we need it on the East Coast. We need it here in the nation's capital where policy is being made every day. And we have to make a fuss if we want to be heard and we want to count. So thank you for your courage. Thank you to all the filmmakers who will be in Washington, D.C. I can't wait to meet you on Thursday. Learn really from the panelists as well. And we'll do our part to promote and to share and really be a supportive media outlet for you because we certainly need some goodness in the world and some passion. And sometimes you have to get through the pain 
to reach the light. So I think the stories, even though painful to hear for some people, cannot be ignored uh, if we want to really see change and inclusion. So I commend you. I appreciate you. And I'm honored to really be in your life now. And thank you for being a part of the Story Community Network. Oh, thank you. Many blessings to you, too. Many blessings. Well, everyone, please make sure you join us this week. Um, this is a special week, and I'll be around if you have questions or if you can't reach Danelle directly because she's busy um, making <laughs> sure that everything goes into, into the way it's supposed to. And, and so you can uh, contact us, and we'll make sure that she gets the messages or at least words of encouragement. Anything we can do to forward on to her and her crew, uh, we'll certainly do here at the SOAR Community Network. So again, we appreciate your your loyalty, your listenership, your support. We love you very much. Our audience is incredible, filled with incredible uh, souls and bright lights. And these are the types of stories we want to bring to you. These are the types of stories that really bring us all together. And we have to be together. It's one race, the human race, and we can not do this without one another. Thank you so much, Janelle, for your contributions to the world. And thank you to the SOAR Community Network audience for being a part of our lives. We will talk to you very soon. Take care, everyone. Ahew. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.